The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Glory to God. Amen. How many of us have been, you know, getting some useful truths out of the series that we started at the beginning of the month, Workplace Intelligence? workplace intelligence and you know it pertains I believe it pertains to every single person whatever you are involved in at this time of your life whatever stage you are whatever level you are there's an intelligence there's there's a wisdom that God wants to pass across to you that will bring about a change in your life and I believe that today you would hear and you will be transformed in the name of Jesus I want to start this morning by reading a couple of verses. Um, Micah 4, verses 1 and 2. Micah 4, 1 and 2. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and people shall flow to it. Many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion, the Lord shall go forth and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Habakkuk 2.14. Habakkuk 2.14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Isaiah 60, verses 1 to 3. Isaiah 60, 1 to 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Genesis 2.15 Genesis 2.15 Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Glory to God. Amen. So when God created man, one of the first things that God did was to give man an assignment. He had the garden of Eden before him, and the Bible says that God told him to tend the garden and to keep the garden. And I believe that, you know, that is a template that God has given us for mankind you know, God expects every one of us, you know, to be involved in some form of work or another. So there's a, there's a concept of work that God expects every man, every woman to be involved in wherever you might, you might find yourself. Hallelujah. And so, you know, I believe so much that in these days that, you know, God is permeating every sphere of influence of mankind and he wants to manifest his glory. So in every phase of existence of man, you know, every aspect where man is functional, where man exists, you know, God ultimately wants to manifest his glory through man. 
And so God's desire is that even in the works of your hands, that you carry out your work in a manner that God's glory can ultimately be made manifest by the works of your hands. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So God's will is to manifest his glory through your works. Whatever you're doing, if you're a business person, you're a career person, you're a homemaker, God ultimately wants his glory to be manifested wherever you have been positioned and wherever you might find yourself in. You know, when we see, um, when we see discoveries, you know, when we see, um, you know, people or companies, organizations create things, when we see solutions preferred to problems that have been plaguing the world, you know, when, when we see new things, you know, that happen on the horizon of the earth, you know, ultimately it brings God glory. Amen. The Bible declares that every good thing, so every good discovery that we, 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 that mankind, you know, gets involved in, everything that is good, you know, every discovery, everything that, you know, brings about the, 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 the I mean, good to mankind, everything that brings about the solution, everything that solves a problem, everything that brings about, you know, the creativity of God, everything that brings about the newness in the world, one way or the other, you know, God ultimately gets to get glory from it. Amen. And so, like I said before, God has given, you know, God gave Adam a job, a work to do, an assignment as a template that every other man coming after him, you know, should get involved in. And so say to yourself, God expects me to work. God expects me to put my hands into doing something. Amen. And we must realize and understand that, you know, when God said in Habakkuk 2.14 that ultimately he wants his glory to fill the earth. You know, let me put it this way. The glory of God is moving out of the four walls of this church. <laughs> and why is that so? Because you and I are actually the carriers of the glory of God. Amen. So God's glory is not meant to be limited to when we gather to, together as a church, when we come together to pray, when we're, I mean, we're having services and, and, and all that. God's intention ultimately is that, you know, we come here, we get filled up, and then we go out there. And that's why, you know, there are people doing all kinds of things, you know, today. You know, man is, 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 is I mean, there's so many things that God has, 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 has brought upon the earth, that knowledge has brought about, that, you know, creativity and innovation has brought about and God expects that wherever you find yourself as a son of God as a child of God that you are standing there as a representative of God you are standing there as someone you know who has committed and made up his mind or her mind that I'm gonna show forth the glory of God where I find myself in amen so we're talking about you know God showing up in a marketplace we're talking about God showing up in a health sector we're talking about God showing up in the economy, we're talking about God showing up on the educational scene. We're talking about God showing up in politics. Hallelujah. God wants to show up everywhere and fill the entire earth with his glory. And you and I are the carriers and representatives of God where this glory is concerned. And so it's extremely important that you begin to see the works of your hands in a different light. You know, Pastor Brian was saying something during the, the workers' training that there are some people that, you know, they just despise their job. You know, they have, they just, yeah, for one reason or the other, you know, they just despise their job. But if you see and you understand that you are a co-worker with God, 
Because God is not going to do anything on this earth without man, without his children, without the sons and daughters. If you see yourself as a co-worker with God, if you see and understand that really and truly, God is my employer. <laughs> God is my employer. I tell you, it will, it will change your attitude towards the work of your hands. If you understand that I'm in this place beyond making money, you will make the money. There's no doubt about that. But after making the money, what next? What next? So if you understand that, you know, I'm not just in this job just to make money and just to get my salary at the end of the month and just to, you know, feed myself with, my, with the salary and my family with the salary I get. You know, when God gave Adam a job, you know, Adam was not taken care of because of that job per se. Amen. So God had already taken care of Adam. Adam's needs were met. Adam did not lack anything. But God told him, I mean, the job that God gave to Adam was an opportunity for Adam to show forth the creativity of God. Was an opportunity for Adam to show forth the wisdom of God. In the way he tended the garden, the animals in the garden, the plants, and brought you know, everything up as it were. So it's an opportunity to show forth the glory of God, you know, the ability of God, the creativity of God, wherever we may find ourselves. Amen. You know, there are some people that, you know, they will never ever come to church. And that's just it. There are some people that will encounter God, but for reason or the other, they will never come to church. They encounter God and they get born again and they will go to heaven. You know, how many of us know that he's not coming to church as it were, that, that you know, qualifies one to go for heaven? No, I'm not saying don't come to church. You know better than that. <laughs> Amen. But there are some people that are going to be out there that they will see you. They will see the excellence of the work of your hands. They will be attracted to you. And that's why the Bible says in Isaiah 60 that the Gentiles shall come to the brightness of your rising. When you find yourself in a business, when you find yourself in an organization, your primary responsibility there, your primary purpose there is not to go and preach. They do not hire you to be a preacher. They hired you to work with your hands. They hired you to work with your mind. They hired you to put your brain to work. Now, in the process of doing all those things, yes, you would have an opportunity to engage with people. You would have an opportunity to relate with people. And how many of us know that the loudest message you can preach out there in, a, in an organization, you know, in a business, is your results? Is your results because your results are always speaking. Your output is always speaking. The quality of what you do is always speaking. You know, and it's so unfortunate that in the world and sadly in the church, there is a lot of mediocre going on. There is a lot of average going on. There's a lot of, you know, below standards, you know, less than appropriate work going on. And it's a challenge to believers in this day and age that God wants you to rise and shine. God wants your result level, you know, God, you know, you must get to the point where you are so good at your crafts that you cannot be ignored. You are so good at your crafts, at your job, 
at your business, the quality of products you are, you are, you are, you are, you are churning out, the kind of service that you are delivering, that you cannot be ignored. I mean, when they are talking about people that make a difference, your name will always come up. Then we are talking about quality products in your particular space, your name will always come up. Your company's name will always come up. So that's where God wants to get us to as believers. You know, we talk about Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, he's done, he started from nothing as it were. And he's built an entire empire that has transversed the entire world. Amen. You know, God wants many more Mark Zuckerbergs to arise from the church. And it's not just going to come by us, you know, sitting down and feeling entitled and feeling that, oh, okay, because yes, because we are connected to God, it will happen like that. No way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So when you begin to see the work of your hands as, you know, I'm here to show God forth. If Jesus were on my job, what would he do? How would he perform? The scriptures tell us that Jesus never failed in anything that he did in the Bible, at least for the 33 years that he was on the earth. So if Jesus were, you know, on the seat that I'm occupying, how would he perform? What would his results level be like? That's what you should keep asking yourself. That's what you should keep aspiring for. Praise the Lord. Amen. So like I said, see yourself as a co-worker with God and see God as your employer and not just the boss that you see every day. Amen. There's a bigger employer that you have and there's a bigger person that you ultimately have to answer to where your business is concerned. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us about Joseph. You know, Joseph was so good at what he did. Now, Joseph was someone that ultimately knew where he was headed to, but he had no idea, he had a dream, he had no idea how he would ultimately get there. But where he was at every point in his life, you know, he gave himself the best. He did the best, he gave off his best. The Bible says that, you know, almost everywhere he went to, that, you know, his bosses, I mean, when he was in Potiphar's house, you know, Potiphar literally handed over the entire household to him to coordinate the house. The same thing when he got to the prison. So there was something about Joseph, there was something that he carried, there was something about, you know, his work ethics that, you know, naturally got him to that position of being recognized. I'm sure Potiphar had many other people that had worked before Joseph, but it was Joseph that made a difference. It was Joseph that made a difference. The same thing even when he went to the prison. There were many people in the prison. But why does the Bible tell us it was only Joseph that they sort of made the head over all the inmates in the prison? So it's, it's not a matter of where he found himself, you know, in that sense. It's a matter of, you know, the attitude that he had. He knew that he was going somewhere. He knew that this was not his end. And that sort of propelled him. That informed his actions. That informed the things that, you know, how he carried out what he was doing per time. You know, many of us may be familiar with this song. Um, it's a Christmas song. Mary, did you know that your baby boy, you know, would, would one day feed the thousands, will save the world, you know, will do this and will do this and will do that. Mary was a woman, you know, sitting down in her corner and God came to her. You know, she could have despised God. Because after all, why would she take that sort of risk? 
I'm not married, so why would I allow myself to be put to shame and people see me as, you know, someone that got, got pregnant out of wedlock? But God just gave her a simple instruction at the time and she decided to go ahead, you know, with it. She had no idea where the extent of that obedience to that instruction was going to take her. But ultimately, you know, she looked back and, you know, we celebrate Mary today as the, as, as the, as the virgin, you know, that brought forth Jesus. As the carrier of the Son of God. Amen. And for the rest of, the, of, 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 of this world, she's going to be celebrated. So there are things that, you know, God has in store for you. And God expects you that wherever you find yourself, amen, that you should put in your best. Because ultimately, he wants his glory to be revealed in you to, to you. It's in through you. So it's not about the people that are around you. It's not about, you know, the, the, the difficulties that you ex experience. Because there will always be difficulties. There will always be challenges. But it's about, first of all, you understanding that I'm here on an assignment. This is not an ordinary job. My colleagues at work, you know, may just treat their, their job as, you know, something that they come, come to every day and, you know, expect to get a salary at the end of the month and that's what it is. But no, God has placed me here. God has sent me here. I'm going to give my best, you know. I'm going to be so good at what I do because I want men to see God's glory in me. I want to be an attraction for God. I want to be someone whose life, you know, speaks about the greatness, the creativity, the innovation, the intelligence, the wisdom of God, wherever I find myself in. Amen. This world, you know, this, Satan has destroyed a lot of things. Bible tells, calls him the God of this world. Amen. And God is looking for men and women who will carry solutions. God is looking for men and women who will birth, I, I mean, answers. God is looking for men and women, you know, who will incubate ideas that will change this world. Ideas that will change this world. Amen. So if we understand that this is the attitude that we ought to have, what manner of men and women ought we to be where the works of our hands are concerned? And so I just want to, want to share um, about four or five um, keys that God laid on my heart as I prepared for, for this. Number one, you must seek God's place. Seek God's place of planting. And what do I mean? Seek God's place of planting. There is an assignment that God has mapped out for every single person. There is a, for, for, for those pe people that are in business, you know, there's a business that God wants you to do. For those people that are in a career, there's a place that God wants you to be planted. There's a place that God expects you to express yourself. And so in, in, in making choices regarding our businesses and making choices regarding our careers and our job, it's important that we find ourselves planted where God has planted us. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 92 verse 13, it says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord 
shall flourish in the courts of our God. There is a place of planting that will naturally attract the blessing of God. There's a place of planting that will naturally affect, attract the wisdom of God, the favor of God. And there are places that if you plant yourself, you will only struggle. You will struggle and struggle and struggle and it will be a story of frustration. And I know that, you know, and, 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 and I believe that wherever God has planted us will also be a place of passion. Will be a place of your passion. Amen. You know, I tell people that, you know, there's, there's no point doing a business or a job that you are not passionate about. Because you can never give your best. You can never excel in what you are not passionate about. Amen. And I know that there's, there, there are people who, you know, you know, for instance, someone is looking for a job and, you know, you, you can't get the kind of job that you want. Um, this is the job that I, I got and, you know, it's not really something that, that fits, you know, with my profile. There's no harm in starting out there. Because after all, the Bible says that whatever your hands find to do per time, you know, you do it with all your might. You know, you do it with all your might. But don't lose yourself there. Don't lose yourself there. You might have something that doesn't particularly feel, fit with your profile, but you should have a transition plan. You should have a plan, you know, to look for where you believe God is planting you. Because sometimes, you know, before we get to the place of, 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 of planting, you know, there, there are paths that God might take us through. And there are lessons that God wants you to learn in those places and with those people and with those ideas that might not be what you thought was naturally yours. Amen. Do it with all your might anyway. But know that this is not my resting place. This is not my resting place. So have a plan to transition. Have a plan, you know, to move on into what you believe God would have you do. Amen. Some people today are in the wrong business. They're in the wrong profession. If you're in the wrong place, you know, there's a limit to how much you can thrive. There's a limit to how much you can use, you, you, use your mind and get ideas and really make a difference there. So it's important that, you know, you find yourself where God has ordained for you. And because God did not just send anybody here, you know, just like that. There's a plan that he has for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So regarding your career, regarding your job, regarding the works of your hand, it's important for you to find out. That's one of the advantages that we have as believers. Find out where God has planted you and stay there and flourish there. And thrive, amen, because that's where God's blessings will, 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 will be manifest in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Number two, have a vision of where you want to get to and what you want to become. Have a vision. You are somewhere today. What do you see ahead of you? How do you see? Do you see anything beyond where you are? You must, at every point in time, see beyond where you are. What kind of results do I want to get? How can I multiply my results level? How can I increase my output from where I am? And if you don't, you know, consciously, you know, stretch your mind to think and to imagine, you know, a bigger place and a grander place that you ought to be, you will never move away from there. 
Even though it's God's intention that you rise to the top there. But you must learn to engage your mind and, you know, see beyond where you are. Amen. If you are a reception today, if you are a receptionist today in an organization, where can you see yourself getting to in the next three months, in the next six months, in the next 12 months, in the next one year, in the next two years? Amen. And that's why the Bible says that we must constantly stretch forth the curtains of our habitation. Stretch forth. The curtains of your habitation, that was what God did to Abraham. God gave Abraham a picture beyond where he was today. You know, the ultimately we want to manifest God's glory, you know, to the fullest capacity. And so whatever level you are today, you must ask yourself, how can I move forward? How can I advance? If I have a business today that I'm, I'm reaching a hundred people, you must begin to ask yourself, how can I double that? How can I reach? Because, you know, when God thinks, God thinks the end of the earth. And, and, and really, it's as far as we can imagine, as far as we can think, as far as we can dream that he will give unto us. So if your level is, is, is hundred clients today, hundred customers today, you know, how can I, how can I begin to reach 200 people? How can I begin to reach 500 people? How can I begin to scale up that, you know, I begin to get to a thousand people? Amen. If your turnover is, is, is um, 50,000 naira today per month, how can I increase my results? How can I package my products? How can I increase my products range such that I begin to recall a turnover of 100,000? Amen. And I'll come back to, 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 to that point about, um, you know, what you see. So you've got to keep going for more. Amen. You've got to keep going for more. And when you have that picture ahead of you, that picture of more, that picture of greater, that picture of higher, it informs your daily actions. And so you're not just going to the office every day to mark register. But you know that, okay, this is what I'm going for. You know, I want to be the CEO of this organization. Amen. I want to be the head of marketing of this organization. And so you don't just show up in the office anyhow. Amen. You are not just going there, you know, to mark registers as it were, but you are going there to make a difference. You are taking steps that will ultimately lead you towards that direction. But you've got to have a picture in your mind first. Have a picture. And when you have that picture, then that picture begins to drive the kind of things that you do, the kind of investments that you make, the kind of people that you engage yourself with, the kind of trainings and learnings that you reach out for. Glory to God. One of the best ways that you can increase is by, you know, doing things that are not comfortable for you. Ask yourself, what last did I do something that is uncomfortable? When last did I move out of my comfort zone? That's what shows that you are beginning to stretch yourself. When you begin to, you know, do things that you normally would not do. That's how you expand. Take on bigger responsibilities. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Number three. You need to begin to see yourself as a value-vested individual. You need to begin to see yourself as a value-vested individual. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. God did not create anybody empty. No way. 
God did not create anybody without abilities. God did not create anybody without strength. God did not create anybody without giftings. And so you must realize and understand that I have value to give to my generation. It will differ from person to person because God has made us diverse and given us different abilities. But you must, because many times, you know, we look around, oh, this person can do this, that person can do this. God, I can't do any of that. Where do I find myself? But you must understand, first of all, that God has placed value within me. And it's my responsibility to unlock that value. And if you sit with yourself and tell yourself that I've got value to give wherever I find myself. I am a value-vested individual. And in my organization, in my business, I produce value. I produce value. If there are people that are not appreciating the value that you, that, that, that you bring to the table or you're offering, then go find your, your right market. Go, it means you've not found your market. It means you've not found your audience yet. But every single person has value to give, has value to offer to this world. There's something in you that the world is looking for. There's something in you that your organization is looking for. There's something in you that if you discover it, if you know it, if you appreciate it, and you begin to serve to your world, it will make a change and it will open doors for you. Amen. We are all different. We can't all be the same thing. Amen. We can't all be in the same business we can all be in the same organization but God has made it so that you know we can meet the needs of the world amen and if you understand that God has placed value in me and he expects me to deploy that value to my world he expects me to be so good with what he has given me that men begin to get attracted to me and you know sometimes we see something that we have as a seed, yes. God places it as a seed in your, in, in your life. And many times he, he expects you to, to harness it. He expects you to develop it. He expects you to build it. He gives it to you as raw material and not finished good. You know, I believe so strongly that if people understand that where you are today... And the level of the dreams that you have in your heart, because I know that everybody has a dream in their hearts. The level of the dream that you have in your heart is nowhere compared to where God wants to take you to. It's nowhere compared to where God wants to take you to. But he gives you, sometimes he gives you thoughts as ideas, as a seed. How many of those things do you ignore? Oh, it doesn't make sense. Oh, nobody's going to listen to me. Oh, you speak to one person and that one person just shuts down the idea and then you give up and you go back into your closet and you don't take any action on it. God does not give us finished goods. Everything that we see on earth today was created from, you know, the seven days. What are the things that God created? The firmament, the trees, the animals, the fish in the sea. But everything that we see here today came out of, you know, all those things that God created. Amen. It was man, you know, discovering the things that were packaged into, into the earth, the things that have been packaged into trees as, that, you know, were not obvious to the natural eye before. 
So, so many times, you know, God expects you to build on what he has given to you. The parable of the talents, remember, someone was given just, you know, one talent, another person three, and another person, whatever amount it is. Those that worked on their talents were able to multiply it. And if they kept working on it because of the attitude they had, those talents will keep multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. And the one that received one talent actually had the opportunity to multiply that talent, but refused to do anything about it. There are many people that are sitting with gifts, sitting with talents, sitting with ideas that God has given you. And you, are, you wake up in the morning and you say, there's a lion in the street. <laughs> My talent will not survive that lion. <laughs> Amen. It's time for you to begin to arise and do. It's time for you to begin to arise. Amen. Glory to God. We're not just going to manifest God's glory because God has said so. No. No. And that brings me to, 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 I mean, to the next point that I want to talk about. You've got to layer your spiritual advantage over and above the natural laws. So what am I saying? There are natural laws that you have to obey. If you are not schooled in one way or the other, you will not go far in this world. Especially today that we're in a generation, we're in a generation where, you know, knowledge is increasing everywhere. You know, there's no scarcity of knowledge. If you are not schooled one way or the other, and I'm, I'm not talking about, again, you know, there's a lot of innovation and disruption that is taking place, you know. Once upon a time, if you didn't have a university degree, you are not schooled. <laughs> if you didn't have YEC, SSC, you are not schooled. But, you know, these days, school has gone beyond the campuses and the colleges. And school is everywhere. School is around you. School is wherever you connect to the internet. <laughs> you can sit down on your laptop and get a degree in the comfort of your home. So we're, we're, we're in a generation, you know, that knowledge is multiplying. And so... You know, if you are not learned, if you don't get knowledge, again, it's one of the things that for those of us that were in the worker session that Pastor Barry was talking about. You must be given to learning. You must be given to seeking knowledge. You must be given to opening up your minds to understand the things that are happening in the world. The way businesses were done, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, is definitely not the way businesses are done today. Amen. There are many, you know, businesses and corporations that have been wiped out for one reason or the other. Why? Because they were not agile. Why? Because they did not take time to understand the times. They didn't understand the changes. They didn't understand how the market has, has shifted away. And those things will not come naturally. I mean, there are things that you have to give yourself to study and to learn and to get knowledge. Wherever your field is, even if you're a market woman, there is a way you can prosper in that business. You know, people that are in markets today, if all, all that you are doing as a market you know, person is the small stall that you have, you have gone. Because today there are people that are online that are selling their markets and their products online. Amen. So what, what, whatever sphere you are in, you've got to take time to learn. You've got to take time to understand. You've got to take time to upgrade yourself. And now we as believers, we then layer on the supernatural you know, over the natural things. So you're not going to get to the point where you're just sitting down and you're praying and you're confessing God's word and you're expecting God to come to your door, you know, like he told 
Elijah, okay, go to the river. I mean, I mean the, the, this is where I have, I have provided for you and all that. No. It's a different world. It's a different generation. You know, for many of us, the world that we were born into does not exist anymore. You know, the world has been completely changed, has been completely transformed. And if you don't learn to change with the times, you will be left out and you will become irrelevant. But if we are going to show forth God's glory and manifest God's glory, you know, in all faces of this world, you've got to remain relevant. You've got to remain relevant because God doesn't want you to be a mediocre at your job, at your business. He wants you to be one of the best. He wants you to be one of the people, you know, driving things in your industry. And that's when you can make, you can, you can influence, you know, the, the, the laws and the policies that we have all around us. That's when you can become a person of influence. So God doesn't want you to play small. Amen. Glory to Jesus. We talked about, you know, the God factors. Pastor Tim, you know, talked about, you know, a number of them last week. You know, we have the blessing working for us. We have the favor working for us. We have the covenants working for us. Amen. We have the anointing working for us. Glory to God. And those things we must then employ. We must then employ. But you won't fold your hands and say, I'm a child of God, I'm a son of God, and therefore it will, normally come, it will naturally come to me. You are joking. The world will be, will be taken away. The carpet will be stripped away from under your feet. Amen. So you've got to stay relevant. You've got to stay on top. You know, Daniel was a person of knowledge. The Bible says that Daniel understood by books that, ah, this is what ought to be happening by this time. And then he began to take action on it. But if you don't even take time to learn, you know, and, and, and you know, some, we must realize that even understanding what is going on around us, if you are just even, you know, catching on to things that are happening around you today, you are a bit late. Because people that are making a change, people that are making a difference, for instance, I mean, the leading fashion industries, you know, we're in 2023, they're already designing the fashion that is going to be worn in the next year and the next two years. This year's fashion is gone and it's dusted. It's history. And this is how God expects his sons and daughters to perform. We have the fullness of God, people. We have the fullness of God. We're in companies, you know, God wants us to, to bring ideas. Bible talks about the fact that, you know, the key, the key, the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, he had a dream and he wanted a solution. Every other person failed. But what did Daniel, Daniel do? The Bible says that, you know, he asked for time and he went to see God's face and he got the answer. And he was preserved. And he was promoted. Glory to God. The next point, um, be a person of integrity. Be a person of integrity. And what do I mean by this? Again, God's aim is for you to show him forth. God's aim for you is to be a light wherever you find yourself. Bible says in Matthew 10, 16, Matthew 10, 16, Jesus Christ was saying, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Be wise as serpents 
and harmless as doves. God wants you to infiltrate the world system with the systems of God. God is sending you out there to make a difference. Not that you go out there and you become one with the world. Amen. So you must be a person of integrity. There are some people that, you know, the people who they are at home is completely different from who they are at work. Completely different. But it should be people, men and women of integrity. What you see is what you get. Who you are, wherever you find yourself, is who you are. A representative of God. Amen. You know, when Jesus Christ was on earth, you know, the people, many times they tried to corner him. But he always found a way out. He always found a way out not to blend with the people that were around him. And there are things that, I mean, what are the things that, you know, some of the problems that we see around us? You know, there's, there's greed, there's wickedness, you know, there's, you know, people wanting to make profits at all costs. People cutting corners at all costs. Why? Just because they want to stand up. But we don't have to do that. Why? Because we are from a higher source. Amen. We have a higher system. Amen. Glory to Jesus. And we, we see again from the life of Daniel. Daniel knew where he was coming from. And even in something as insignificant as food, he refused to compromise. He refused to compromise. You know, there are, there are many companies now for, well, reasons best known to them. Once upon a time, you were buying 500 grams sachet of milk. It was maybe 500 naira. Gradually, that sachet became 450 grams, 500 naira. <laughs> Gradually, it became 400 grams, the same 500 naira. Sometimes even 800 naira for 400 you know, grams of, of you know, that same sachet. Amen. You know, we, we want, and you know, it's business, um, you know, business strategy and, and all that. But what am I saying, you know? We want, you know, companies that will, you know, leave their values. Companies that value integrity. Companies that will stick to what is right. Companies that will not cut corners. And if you and I don't take our time to be extremely good at our craft so that we can have a seat at the table, you know, these policies, you know, they're things that we will continue to battle with. We'll continue to battle with. There are many things that have gone wrong in this country, you know, in various spheres. The educational system is a mess. You know, the health sector, you know, everyone is all our doctors. <laughs> you know, they're vanishing. But I believe that there are solutions. I believe that there are answers. I believe that there are ideas that God is giving his people to solve all these problems that we're experiencing. But if we don't see ourselves, if we don't see ourselves as, as agents that God has sent into this world, we'll just join the crowd, you know, following the crowd. We'll just blend with the crowd. Not standing out in any way, not shining in any, in any way. But God wants solution providers that will rise up, that will commit themselves to do the work, that will commit themselves to seek, that they will commit themselves to quality, that will commit themselves to integrity, that will commit themselves to, to ensuring that God's light shines through this problematic area of our world, of our country. Praise the Lord. 
And finally, expand your influence by sowing into the lives of people. Expand your influence by sowing into the lives of people. And what do I mean by this? Many people realize that having a network is important. If you are, I mean, if you are working in an organization, there are people in your team that you work with. There are bosses that you report to. There are subordinates that report to you. If you run a business, most of the time you will need other suppliers for maybe raw materials, other people to perhaps, you know, take your products to the end users, or, you know, one thing or the other. And, you know, generally you just look for people that are in the same line of your business because you want to find out, you know, things that you don't know and, and, and stuff like that, you know. But how about creating a network where you can begin to show people the things that you have worked for you? You can begin to share your story. You can begin to just sow into the lives of people that are coming behind you. People you know that are just starting and, you know, where they are today, you know that you have crossed that place. It makes a whole lot of difference in you leaving a strong legacy. You know, so many times people are looking for a network because, oh, there's something I need from that network. There's something I need from that connection. Oh, there's, I need to be able to get to that person. So I, I want to know this person that will link me and, you know, do things like that. But how about creating a network because... You know, I feel that I'm not there yet, but there's one or two things I know that can be valuable to people. That can be valuable to people. And so you begin to sow into the lives of people around you and helping people that are just coming up the curve. You know, sharing your lessons learned on the journey, sharing the things that have worked for you, sharing the things that have failed you. Amen. So be a solution to someone. Be an answer to someone. Be someone's harvest. Amen. Look for a difference that you can make in the life of someone that is around you. And that will be a seed for your own rising. Amen. Because one, a, you know, a man of God said, what's you make happen for others that God will make happen for you. Amen. When you create connections for people, you know, God will open connections for you that you would never have imagined that you would have been able to get to. When you learn to speak out for people, God will raise people to speak out for you also. It's a seed that you can sow. Glory to God. So look out for a network of people that you are able to help. Look out for people that you can teach. It might be just one or two things. It's a seed, but sow it into the life of person. And that will be a seed for your career. That will be a seed for your business. It will be a seed for your organization. Every single person can do something for someone that is coming up behind you. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. It's Madam Snowy in the house. Dami, where's your wife? I kept, I kept seeing Snowy. Can you get her? When, <laughs> when I was preparing for um, this message, and I believe that you know God will have me pray for her. You know, one thing that you must always realize and define for yourself also is, you know, like I said, what value am I adding to where I find myself? What value am I adding? If you are valuable, there are people that naturally will not let you go. What solution am I providing to people? What problem am I solving? If you are solving a problem consistently, you will remain relevant. 
If you are providing a solution consistently, you will remain relevant. So it's a question that we need to keep asking ourselves wherever you find yourself. How, what am I doing with the works of my hands? What problem am I solving? Understand that you are a person of value, so don't exclude yourself. What value can I add? What more can I add? How can I increase my worth? Hallelujah. I, I kept seeing you when I was preparing. I believe God will have me pray for you where your business is concerned. And God is saying, lift up your hands. There's a path that I have carved out for you. It might have been rough, but I don't want you to turn aside. You might be tempted to compromise, but stay on the path. Stay on the path and ask yourself, how can I improve my solutions? How can I answer the needs that people have? How can I be a better solution to those that God has given to me and around me? And I tell you that as you begin to do that, God will begin to open doors more than ever before. God will establish you. God will multiply the works of your hands. God will increase you beyond what you have ever thought. But I want you to begin to think and to, to see yourself as a solution provider. How can I help people more? How can I be more relevant to the people that God has placed within my network with what I am doing? And I speak the blessing of God upon you. I declare that that blessing will distinguish you. I declare that that blessing will open, make doors, open doors for you and will make room for you in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, lift up your hands to God this morning. Workplace intelligence. I believe that you might have heard one or two things that you need to go back to ponder on. You need to go back to meditate on. You need to go back and you begin to take action on. I want you to begin to engage God and to understand God's heart. I believe that there's a word that has gone forth, a word for the now, for you as an individual. I want you to lay hold on that word and I want you to begin to pray to ask God for wisdom, to begin to ask God to unveil that word beyond what you have even heard, beyond the level of understanding that you might even have, have, have received this morning, that God will begin to unveil to you more than ever before, that you will know what to do in the name of Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.